0: Hi listeners, this is David. Welcome to Episode 7 of Upward Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible in theology. This episode focuses on learning the 12 minor prophetic books in the Old Testament, which are an important part of God's Holy Word, which we call the Bible. These 12 books, in the order that they are placed in the Bible, are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. These prophetic books show that God will bring judgment upon the world because of its sins. God also judges those who call upon his name but live lives displeasing to God. I use the World English Bible for the podcast because it is in the public domain. This episode is entitled, Navigating the Bible Content and Message Part 5 the 12 Minor Prophets. Let's get started. One of the keys to grasping the background to these 12 Minor Prophets and all of the prophetic books is understanding the two world powers that God used to judge Israel and Judah. These two world powers were Assyria and Babylon. Remember in our earlier episodes we studied the history of the division of the nation of Israel into two nations. Shortly after the death of King Solomon, ten of the twelve tribes of Israel succeeded from the tribes of Judah and Benjamin to form the nation of Israel, whose capital eventually became Samaria. Israel is then sometimes called the northern kingdom. Judah and Benjamin's capital remained Jerusalem, and descendants of King David sat on the throne of Judah. The history of this period is covered in the books of 1 Kings, 2 Kings, 1 Chronicles, and 2 Chronicles. It is during this monarchy period and after the monarchy that God sent the major and minor prophets of whom we have the 17 prophetic books. The first five of these 17 prophetic books are the major prophets and the last 12 of these prophetic books are the 12 minor prophets. Not all of these prophetic books are in chronological order of the events they describe. That is why a basic understanding of the history is important. The northern kingdom never had a good king. None of the kings of Israel worshipped and served God completely. When the northern kingdom succeeded from Israel to form the nation of Israel and leave Judah and Benjamin on their own, their first king was Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Jeroboam feared Uh, that the people of Israel would join with Judah again unless he set up alternative worship outside of Jerusalem. Jeroboam set up calf worship in two cities in the northern kingdom. He set up calf worship in the cities of Bethel and Dan. Of course, God's law prohibits the worshiping of idols. That's the second of the Ten Commandments. Among the wicked kings of Israel, the worst was Ahab, who had married Jezebel, who was a worshiper of Baal. Ahab and Jezebel led Israel into the sin of worshiping Baal. God sent the prophet Elijah to them to warn them to return to God. Elijah is not one of the 17 written prophets. The ministry of Elijah is found in the book of 1 Kings. Elijah demonstrated to the people of Israel that Yahweh, God of Israel, was the true God and Baal was a fake human-created God. Elijah's prophetic successor was Elisha. Their names are similar, Elijah and then his successor, Elisha. Elisha had been an assistant of Elijah. God worked miracles during the miracle ministries of Elijah and Elisha. The ministry of Elisha is found in the book of 2 Kings. Shortly after the time of Elisha, the prophet, Amaziah became king of Judah. We find this in 2 Kings chapter 14 verse 1. In the 15th year of Amaziah's reign, Jeroboam the son of Joash became the king of Israel in Samaria. 2 Kings chapter 14 verse 17. He is also called Jeroboam the second and is not to be confused with the first king of the northern kingdom who was Jeroboam the son of Nebat who is sometimes referred to as Jeroboam the first. Jonah is mentioned in second Kings chapter 14 verse 25 in the context of the reigns of Amaziah king of Judah and Jeroboam the second of Israel. Amaziah's king Amaziah king of Judah's son was Azariah who became king of Judah during the 27th year of Jeroboam the son of Joash. Azariah is also known by his name, Uzziah. So after Elijah and Elisha, there is the prophet Jonah. Soon after Jonah's time is the prophet Amos, and about that time began the 70-plus year ministry of Hosea. Then about the time Isaiah became a prophet, it was during the end of the reign of King Uzziah. During the middle and later part of Isaiah's ministry was the prophet Micah. So during the last decades before the fall of the northern kingdom of Israel to the Assyrians, you have these prophets roughly in this order. Elijah, Elisha, Jonah, Amos, Hosea, Isaiah, and Micah. Amos, Hosea, Isaiah, and Micah were prophets during one or more of the following kings of Judah, Azariah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah. After Hezekiah, the next king of Judah was Manasseh. He was an evil king. He was also taken captive to Assyria because of his sins, but when he repented, God restored him as king of Judah. After Manasseh was the evil king of Judah named Ammon. Ammon was followed by a good king whose name was Josiah. During Josiah's reign, Zephaniah and Jeremiah were prophets. Jeremiah also prophesied during the reigns of the following kings of Judah, Jehoahaz, Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, and Zedekiah. Jerusalem was conquered by the Babylonians during the 11th year of the reign of Zedekiah. The last three minor prophets are Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. They are post-exilic books and they were near the time of Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. For memorization purposes, we will look at these twelve minor prophets in groups of three. The first group that we're going to look at is Hosea, Joel, and Amos. First there is Hosea. He was mainly a prophet to the northern kingdom of Israel during the Assyrian age before Israel fell to the Assyrians. His ministry was after and overlapping with some of the ministries, ministry of Amos the prophet. Hosea was also a contemporary of Isaiah and Micah the prophets. Hosea is 14 chapters long. He prophesied during the days of Uzziah. Now we've always seen that Uzziah is also known as Azariah. So um, Hosea prophesied during the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and during the days of Jeroboam the second king in Israel, we find this in Hosea chapter one verse one. Hosea's ministry would thus be at least seventy to seventy-two years long, at the shortest. See Second Kings chapters fifteen to eighteen. Azariah began to reign in Judah during the last fourteen years of Jeroboam the second of Israel. So we know that since Hosea prophesied during the reign of Jeroboam the Second of, of Israel, that he would have had to have prophesied at least fourteen years of the reign of Uzziah. So after Jeroboam the Second, Azariah, also known as Uzziah, reigned thirty-eight years, and the next king reigned sixteen years, and the king after Him reigned sixteen years, So 38 plus 16 plus 16 adds up to 70 years. And since uh, Hosea prophesied during some of the uh, the reign of the kings uh, right before and after this, uh, his ministry had to be at least 70 to 72 years long. During this time, God was hurt and angry that Israel was worshiping false gods. God considered their loyalty to these false gods as being adultery to God. God called it tree. God instructed Hosea to be an example of the pain God had when Israel worshiped false gods. God told Hosea to marry a prostitute and have children with her. Hosea married the prostitute Gomer and had children by her. She was not faithful to Hosea, so possibly one or more of her children were not fathered by Hosea. Gomer left Hosea for her lovers and ended up being a sex slave. God called Hosea to find her and buy her back for himself. And Hosea did this. Hosea became a, became a symbol of God who was married to Israel and was committing a harlotry against God by worshiping false gods. God will judge Israel for the, her sins. God rejected them as his people because of their sins, but promised they would later return to him and be his people. The people of Israel, however, in the day of Hosea worshipped the false god Baal instead of God. The people did not know God's way because the priests did not know God's law and were not teaching God's law to the people. Hosea encouraged the people to know Yahweh. Hosea chapter 6 verse 3. The people of Israel also worshipped the image of a calf instead of God. We find that in Hosea chapter 8 verse 5. Israel had forgotten God their maker. Hosea, chapter 8, verse 14. Hosea called upon Israel to invest in righteous living and seek God. Hosea prophesied because of Israel's sins and their refusal to repent, their new king would be an Assyrian rather than a Judean. God told Israel through Hosea that there is no God besides Yahweh, the true God. Now just for a moment, some of your Bible translations may not have Yahweh there, Yahweh is rendered by the, the word Lord, and usually Lord is spelled capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, when it's, when the Hebrew word lying it is Yahweh. So Yahweh was the true God. Hosea warns us that when we prosper economically and have all our needs met, then it is easy to forget about God. In the end, God promised to love Israel after he had punished them. In the future, God promised that Israel would have nothing to do with idols anymore. Righteous people are to walk in God's ways. After Hosea is the book of Joel. Joel is the next minor prophet, and the date of his ministry is not made clear. However, Joel prophesied that the day of Yahweh would be a day of judgment on the wicked. Joel prophesied that if we return to God, then he will be gracious and merciful. God promises a day in which he will pour out his Spirit upon all flesh and his people would prophesy. That is in Joel chapter 2, verses 28 to 29. Peter quotes this passage in Joel on the day of Pentecost after God had poured out his Holy Spirit upon the church. See Acts chapter 2, verses 16 to 21. Joel is a short book. Uh, Joel has three chapters. Next is the prophet Amos. Amos was a prophet about the same time as the earliest period of Hosea's ministry. Amos prophesied mainly to the northern kingdom of Israel. Amos has nine chapters. Amos prophesied that the people of Israel despised Yahweh's law, and they did not keep God's commandments. They were led astray by lies. Amos prophesies against how the rich in their pursuit of wealth and luxury, abused and stole from the poor. They took from the poor through taxes, Amos chapter 5, verse 10. Uh, they cheated the poor from justice by bribing the judges, Amos chapter 5, verse 12. The rich oppressed the poor by selling bad products and overcharging the poor by deceit, Amos chapter 8, verses 5-6. through 6. God tried to discipline Israel, but they did not learn from their discipline. Some of the warning judgments that God sent to them was lack of food, lack of rain, so their crops would not grow. God sent diseases upon their plants. God sent locusts to devour their crops, but Israel didn't get God's clue or message that they needed to turn from their sins. The people fell to see that through these misfortunes, God was punishing them for their sins. God told Israel to seek God and live and do not seek God. Worship at Bethel, where they worshipped the calf. Amos warned the people of Israel, Seek good and not evil, that you may live. And so Yahweh, the God of armies, will be with you, as you say. Hate evil, love good, and establish justice in the courts. It may be that Yahweh, the God of armies, will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. World English Bible Amos chapter 5 verses 14 through 15. The book of Amos ends with the hope of a day in which Israel, after they are punished by God, will return to God. Amos proclaims that God promises that he will bring Israel back from captivity and they will rebuild the ruined cities and inhabit them and they will plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat their fruit. God will plant them on the on their land and they will no more be plucked up out of their land, which God gave them, Amos nine fourteen through 15. Some phrases of that were from the World English Bible. So the first three major prophetic, prophets are Hosea, Joel, and Amos. The next thing, three that we will look at are Obadiah, Jonah, and Micah. Obadiah is only one chapter long. We do not know the date of Obadiah, Obadiah is a prophecy against the nation of Edom. Edom is a nation whose ancestor was Esau. In the book of Genesis, we read of how God called Abraham and promised to make Abraham a great nation. God's blessing to Abraham was passed on to Abraham's son Isaac. Isaac had twin boys. The oldest twin was Esau, and moments later his brother Jacob was born. God later renamed Jacob Israel. Israel's descendants became the nation of Israel, then later Israel and Judah. The people of the nation of Edom were descendants of Esau, who was the twin brother of Jacob, also known as Israel. Edom watched with delight when Edom witnessed the destruction of the nation of Judah and Jerusalem. This suggests that Obadiah may have been after the fall of Judah to the Babylonians. Instead of helping Judah, Edom aided the enemies of Judah by hindering the people of Judah who were fleeing their enemies. Edom felt secure because they were up in the mountains and they thought their defenses would protect them. However, God through Obadiah prophesied against Edom for their pride and their apathy and for Edom hindering Judah from escaping from them from their enemies. Obadiah prophesied that God will judge Edom for this. After the book of Obadiah is the book of Jonah. Jonah is four chapters long. The book of Jonah covers a period of time after the time of Elijah and Elisha the prophet. It was around or shortly before the time of Amos the prophet. Assyria was a wicked nation and the enemy of Israel. The capital of Assyria was Nineveh. God called Jonah to go to preach to the people of Nineveh and tell them that God was about to destroy their city. Jonah did not want to obey God. He was afraid Nineveh would repent and that since they repented that God would not destroy them. Jonah, instead of obeying God, ran in the other direction and took a ship on the Mediterranean Sea to get further away from Israel and Nineveh. God caused a great storm and the storm he was, and the ship he was on was in danger of sinking. Those on board prayed to their gods, and and the storm continued. Those on board confronted Jonah and told him to pray to his God. This is when the others on board learned that Jonah had disobeyed God, and the storm was because of him. Jonah told them the storm would not cease until they threw him overboard, but they didn't want to throw him overboard because they didn't want to kill him but they also didn't want to drown themselves so they tried rowing and they just couldn't it was just getting worse and worse so they asked God's forgiveness and just threw Jonah overboard so when all else fell those on board threw Jonah overboard God sent a large fish to swallow Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of that fish for three days and three nights there he prayed to God for deliverance the fish vomited Jonah uh, upon the dry land after three days and three nights, and Jonah decided to obey God this time and go to Nineveh. To, to Jonah's great disappointment, the people of in Nineveh repented of their sins and turned to God, so God did not destroy Nineveh. This made Jonah angry and sad. God taught Jonah he had his priorities wrong and that God loves all people and wants all people to be saved. Jonah should have been happy that the people of Nineveh turned to God. But he, on the other hand, he would have just loved it if God had destroyed Nineveh, even though many animals would have been killed, and even though many babies would have been uh, killed and died, uh, and that was wrong. Uh, God wants all people to come to the knowledge of the truth. After Obadiah and Jonah is the book of Micah. Micah was a prophet during the later period of the time Isaiah and Hosea were prophets. Micah is seven chapters long. Micah was a prophet against Samaria and Jerusalem. Samaria was the capital of Israel and Jerusalem the capital of Judah. Micah prophesied against the sins of his day. People plotted evil things and then they did those evil things. People stowed property from others. Uh, there were also false prophets who were leading the people astray. The prophets and priests were focused on making money for themselves rather than teaching God's people the truth. God did give to Micah a vision of a day in which God's word would go forth from Jerusalem to all nations and people would learn God's ways, but that was often the distant future. Micah also prophesied that the coming Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. We find this in Micah chapter 5 verse 2. And this prophecy was fulfilled when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in which we see in uh, Matthew chapter 2. So the first six of the minor prophets we looked at thus far are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, and Micah. The next three minor prophets are Nahum, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah. Nahum is three chapters long. Nahum prophesied of the fall of Nineveh, the capital of Assyria. Although although the people of Nineveh repented in Jonah's days, later they turned from God. Later Assyria would fall to the Babylonians and the Babylonians would replace Assyria as the main world power. Nahum prophesies that God will take vengeance on the Assyrians. While Assyria was God's instrument to punish Israel, the Assyrians were very cruel. The motive of the Assyrians was not to be God's instruments of wrath against Israel, but they attacked Israel for their own selfish benefits. While Yahweh is slow to anger and powerful, he will not leave the guilty unpunished. Assyria and its capital city, Nineveh, were guilty of bloodshed. Nahum prophesies, that God is a stronghold in the day of trouble, and God knows those who take refuge in him. God will wage war against the Assyrians. Nahum prophesied that Nineveh was full of lies, robbery, and bloodshed. They were also guilty of witchcraft. Nahum prophesied that people will rejoice at the fall of Nineveh because the world had experienced their cruelty. After Nahum is the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk is three chapters long. Habakkuk was written before the fall of Jerusalem and Judah to the Babylonians. Habakkuk was alarmed at how wicked Judah had become and was wondering why God was not punishing her and doing something about it. Habakkuk cried to God that Habakkuk was witnessing violence, iniquity, fighting, destruction, and perversity. He was asking God, Why are you not doing anything about this. The answer God gave to Habakkuk was not one that he was expecting. God was going to use the Chaldeans, that is the Babylonians, as God's instruments to punish Judah. In chapter 3 of Habakkuk, the prophet Habakkuk offers a prayer to God. He asks God to be merciful in his wrath. Habakkuk knew that his country would be invaded by the Babylonians and it would be total destruction. Yet in spite of that Habakkuk chose to rejoice in Yahweh and be joyful in the God of his salvation Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 16 to 19 After Habakkuk comes the book of Zephaniah Zephaniah is 3 chapters long Zephaniah was a prophet to Judah during the reign of the good king Josiah Jeremiah began his ministry during the 13th year of king J- Josiah Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 2. And thus Zephaniah prophesied about the same time as the early part of Jeremiah's ministry. Either Zephaniah was a prophet just before Jeremiah or during the early part of Jeremiah's ministry. We are not told what year of Josiah's reign that Zephaniah prophesied. Zephaniah prophesied of God's judgment against Judah God will cleanse the land from Baal worship idolatry and pagan priest. God will punish those who worship the heavenly bodies and other false gods, and then turn around and worship Yahweh and think that since they worshiped Yahweh too, then God will overlook their sin of worshiping false gods. Well, God won't. The day of Yahweh's judgment is coming, says Zephaniah. God will punish the princes of Judah who clothe themselves with imported clothing. In other words they were living in luxury and they were committing violence and deceit. Zephaniah prophesied that the day of Yahweh was near. The day of Yahweh was going to be a dreadful day in which there would be darkness and gloom. Zephaniah warned the people to prepare for God's coming judgment on the day of Yahweh. Zephaniah calls upon Judah to seek Yahweh and to seek righteousness and humility so that there may be hope for them and they will be hidden in the day of Yahweh's anger. Zephaniah also prophesies that God's judgment on the day of Yahweh will be on the Philistines, Ammon, Cush, and Assyria. Zephaniah utters a woe against those who were rebellious, polluted, and were oppressors. Zephaniah utters woes against those who do not receive God's correction, and who do not trust in Yahweh, and who do not draw near to Yahweh. Zephaniah indicated that the prophets were arrogant and the priests profaned God's sanctuary and that they did violence to God's law. On the other hand, Yahweh is righteous and brings justice to light. Yahweh tells his people to fear Yahweh and to receive his correction and wait for God's day of judgment upon the earth. After God's judgment, he will purify the lips of the people and they will call upon Yahweh's name. Zephaniah foresaw a remnant of God's people who would not do iniquity. They would not speak lies or be deceitful. Zephaniah foresees a day in which Yahweh will be the Savior of his people. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. After Nahum, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah come the last three books of the Old Testament. These books are Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Jeremiah prophesied that the Babylonian captivity would last 70 years. He was right. After 70 years, the people of Judah began to return to Jerusalem and Judah. We read of this in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah. First, there came back Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah, and the high priest Jeshua, also known as Joshua, to rebuild the temple. Later came Ezra to teach the law, and later uh, Nehemiah to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Under Zerubbabel's leadership, the building of the temple got started. But because of opposition, the completion of the temple got delayed, and the people turned their priority to building and fixing up their own homes and stopped focusing on finishing the temple. God then sent the prophet Haggai To encourage the people of Judah to finish building the temple. Haggai is two chapters long. Haggai is a contemporary of the prophet Zechariah the prophet. Zechariah is 14 chapters long. Jerusalem had fallen to Babylon in about 586 BC. About 70 years after the fall of Jerusalem, Babylon fell to the Medes and Persians. Haggai and Zechariah were prophets during the reign of the Persian king Darius. Remember that Daniel and Babylon served first underneath the Babylonians, then under Darius the Persian. Haggai asked the people, Is this the time to fix up your own houses really nice and neglect the finishing of the temple? God pointed out to the people of Judah through Haggai that they were sowing crops, but getting little results. They were earning money and losing it. This was because they were putting themselves first instead of God. The people heard God's message from Yahweh and obeyed God and finished the temple. The temple was finished. But some people remembered how the old temple was like before it was destroyed, and this new temple did not seem as magnificent as the prior temple. God pointed out that the greatness of the temple was His presence and glory, And not the building. God promised that the glory of this new temple would be greater than the old temple. Years later Jesus came to this temple and brought great glory to it. God also revealed to Haggai that God would destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations. Zechariah is the next book after Haggai. Zechariah first prophesied a couple of months after Haggai's first prophecy. Zechariah's message as large portions of it written in symbolic language, much like the book of Revelation in the New Testament. Zechariah called upon the people of Judah to return to God, and God promised if they would do that, if they would return to God, that he would return to them. God promised the people of Judah through Zechariah the prophet that Yahweh were return to Jerusalem with mercy and the temple would be rebuilt. Yahweh promised to comfort and... Uh, choose jerusalem again god would dwell with the people of judah in jerusalem once more zechariah prophesied that the governor zerubbabel who had laid the foundation for the temple would finish it god promised that jerusalem would be called quote the city of truth zechariah 8 3 world english bible god promised to bring his people back to jerusalem and that they would be his people and that he would be their God in truth and righteousness. Zechariah chapter eight, verse chapter eight, verse eight, World English Bible. God's message to the people of Judah was that God was calling every person to speak the truth with his neighbor, and they were to execute judgment and of truth and peace. Also, no one was to devise evil in their hearts against their neighbor. Check out Zechariah chapter eight, verses six. 18 in the world English Bible. Zechariah also prophesies of the first and second coming of Jesus Christ. Zechariah prophesied of their king coming to them. Their king would be righteous and having salvation and riding on a donkey. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. See Matthew chapter 21 verses 1 through 5. Zechariah also prophesies of Jesus' second coming in Zechariah twelve ten. Yahweh says, I will pour on David's house and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they will look to me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and will grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for his firstborn. Zechariah chapter twelve, verse ten, World English Bible. Revelation one seven says regarding the Christ's second coming. Behold he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, including those who pierced him. All the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. Even so, amen. World English Bible. Zechariah prophesies of a day in which all people would go to Jerusalem to worship the king Yahweh of armies. Zechariah chapter 14, verses 15 to 17. The last book of the Old Testament is Malachi. It is four chapters long. Malachi was written a few years after Haggai and Zechariah. The temple had been rebuilt. The people were giving sacrifices to God, but were not giving God their best. They were offering to God their animals that had some kind of defect, such as blindness. God also was judging the people of Judah for marrying people who did not believe in God. Also, the Levites, who were to teach God's people God's law, they were showing favoritism in their judgment of the law with the people. The people were also not tithing, and so the temple was not being properly taken care of. Also, the people were not being faithful to their lifetime vows to their spouses because they were getting divorces. God promises his people if they will return to him, then God will return to them. Malachi also prophesied of a day of coming judgment by fire, and that before that terrible day of Yahweh comes, that he will send Elijah the prophet. God called the people of Judah through the prophecy of Malachi to remember and obey God's statutes given in the law of Moses. Malachi chapter 4 verse 4. In review, the 12 minor prophets in order are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Malachi. To get more details on the Major and Minor Prophets, I suggest the following two books that are available in in ebook form. These two books are written by Ralph Earle. Uh, Their titles are Meet the Major Prophets and the other is Meet the Minor Prophets. Take this week to review all the Old Testament books in order. During the next episode, we will start going through the 27 books of the New Testament in order. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me. Check out my website at UpwardJourneyBibleStudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. Always remember to keep God first in your life. Bye for now.